Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk 770, uh, which has, it does have quite a, a resonance, uh, if you'll excuse the pun. I will maybe talk a little bit about that, but I'm thinking Roland Samplers, uh, the S770, oh. which was, of course, the flagship, uh, 400, 4,000, about 4,900 quid that cost, just to give you a, a, oh. in real, in terms of real time, at, you know, at the time it came out, which I guess it would have been in the mid, mid 80s, maybe late 80s. I can't remember, but late it was 80s. one of the big, Late eighties, one of the really big sample uh, sample players, and they uh, uh, they had seven seventy, seven sixty, seven S three thirty. Anyway, I'll I'll get onto that. This is a music technology podcast. Can you tell? I'm already talking about music technology. <laughs> uh, I might be a bit red faced here because uh, it's incredibly hot. We're having that sort of Indian summer, uh, um, and it's you know it gets absolutely boiling, and it's great, but. Uh, because the weather's been so crap in the summer now it's good so i want to say uh, welcome all the folks in the irc and uh, the youtubes thanks very much to wagyu of course for moderating as ever and also dealing with the back end which gives us the access to all of the stuff that means that we can bring your comments in and uh, have them look here we go i'm just saying i was uh, let me see if i can find a uh, a comment to throw in just to throw just to show, uh, oh yeah, here we go. There's uh, there's a comment right in there from uh, Rob GS via IRC. He's got a seven six, a seven fifty, and a five fifty next to him there. Wow, impressive. I wonder, hard, getting harder to find those monitors. I also want to say thank you very much to our sponsors. Uh, we'll have some more words from them a bit later. Uh, let's get on to our guests. Uh, we have a couple of guests this week. Oh, before I do that, I'm going to say it out loud now. Uh, look, Mum, no computer. Sam Battle is uh, hopefully joining us for next week's show. So if you want to see what he has to say. Uh, as a sort of guest, and I'm sure we'll have a chat about the stuff that, that, that he's up to. Uh, do join us next week. But before you do that, actually, I should say uh, I, I need to do a plug for our EMOM, which is obviously... Um there's the, the tickets. Uh, the, there's details of the live stream there if you can't make it in person. But if you can, we do still have some tickets left, so do please come along. It's going to be a great night. We've got, uh, yeah, loads of stuff. Uh, I'm very looking forward to it. Anyway, let's get on to our guests. Uh, we'll start over here with um, Yoad Nevo, who's there in Nevo Sound, uh, his studio, where he mans the controls for Atmos mixes and plugin development, freelance these days, and, and production and all kinds of stuff. Are you busy at the moment, Yoad? Yeah, I'm mainly mainly mixing. Um, last week, uh, Nexus uh, Guitars 2 was released, uh, an expansion library for Nexus, which I worked on for a very long time, and I'm really proud of, and that was fun, uh, like recording all, not all, but many of my guitars yeah. and, and amps and, and stuff. It was hard work, but uh, I think I'm did a pretty good job in it's all one shots so no phrases or anything like that and um, yeah it was a challenge to to make it kind of playable on a keyboard but um, I'm very pleased with with uh, what came out so it was nice Excellent. Well, I know you, uh, your, your previous sample sets have sounded amazing, So as, as do your mixes, so there's no reason why, why they wouldn't do. So <laughs> I'm sure if you're a Nexus user, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, speaking of samples, I mean, I've just started um, trying to kind of build, we're just using Decent Sampler, so it's a lot more, you know, there's a lot less going on, but it means that I don't have to uh, put it to a player, so we're going to be putting a few more samples up. I've already plugged that on our Patreon, so I won't bang on about it, but uh, lovely to have you, Yoad. I've also got uh, Paulie Bow, who is there, uh, Magical Synth Adventure. I I'm, I've got to find the uh, the jingle I used to have for you, but you, I can see you've 
greatly upgraded your camera. You're in full HD, as far as I can tell, and not quite so. It doesn't look like you've got a kind of Vaseline on the lens, which is a great improvement. No. How are you anyway, Paulie? Good? Yeah, not bad. Um, I've been doing bits and pieces for Sonic State this week. So yeah. starting to do, you know, some reviews and bits and pieces and stuff. Uh, and it's great because it allows me to be creative in a kind of different way, you know, and really get into a piece of gear and, uh, and you know, see, uh, see what's going on. But um, talking of gear, I bought what I, I'd call a sleeper synth this week, a synth that... Uh, okay has been on my radar for a long time and that's this baby the blowfeld oh yeah now, i mean because i've just got a... sawtooth into a filter on that sounds really good i, I remember yeah. it's just got that's that thing going on i've got an xt i've got an m so i've got some waldorf action but i heard an inkling on one of the forums that this was soon going to be end of life because it's from about 2007 uh, and that, alongside a, a recent €29 Euro sampling option offer, made me go, wow, got to buy one of them. So um, I've got it. I'm going to build some patches, mangle some samples with it. So that'll be fun. Quite portable as well. I like portable synths. But um, yeah, have you got any sleeper synths that you slept on for years, Nick, and then were like, oh, this is going to be discontinued. I've got to grab one. I don't, I mean, I'm not much of a synth buyer, really, because stuff comes through here. I don't sort of need <laughs> any synths. I mean, I think, I think I've probably got a couple of things that I'll go back to, but I'm just trying to think what they are at the moment. I do, I, I, I tell you, for a review I just did, I brought back the uh, Delta, the Radical Text Delta Sep, which is, again, it's a sort of German DSP yes. synth. And they have, there's something about the sound of them that just... It's, it's to do with the pr something about the stereo and the sound of detune or pulse width on them is very specific. And it's, it's like Access, it's like Waldorf, it's like Radical yes. uh, uh, Technologies. Um, and also on the Delta Sep, it, it's got analog filter circuitry and digital, but the digital silica filters sound so much better, in my opinion, and so mm. much more german than the in a good way than the um than the analog ones and it's just it's got this kind of it's one of the few synths i think that can force me to make filter mouth because i usually i'm quite, quite strict about that <laughs> but when i'm doing it's very because it's just got it's like a there's a sort of angularity to the cue of the filter that has a very specific sound and it's quite st yeah I, I i know that's um nice I, I, that's a sleeper and i keep but it's an absolute it's not a great ui experience because you flip through patches no. it took me ages to kind of go okay i'm flipping through patches now i just want to load that into you know because the knobs don't pick up it's like well nothing's yeah. working apart from the volume knob and then you have to get it into a mode but you quite often are doing that and then you just change patches sure. or you get a it's, so it's a little bit it's a little bit um chewy on the uh, on the gooey as we say but i'd say i that. remember that you um you played that synth i think on our on our, on my jam, the reverb jam. Ah, yeah. A uh, little bit of solo, and it did sound absolutely beautiful with that that filter. So yeah. yeah but I like that concept, nice. sleeper synths. You know that you kind of, it's almost like the ones that get away or something. You know, the ones you don't buy and stuff like that. The the <laughs> yeah. Andromeda is the one for me, maybe. But really, uh, yeah, it's it's you know fully analog, fully featured. 
it's big, it's huge, and it's really pricey. But but on a more practical level, the uh, I think the peak, the innovation peak, I really like the sound of, of that, or the summit, but the peak will do. Sure. Mm. Oh, interesting. I don't use to justify another one. <laughs> well, they're, they're yeah. kind of, I would say they're modern classic, modern classics. I mean, some of those polys. I mean, obviously the Deep Mind. I think it's a bit of a classic. The the Peak is a bit of a classic. Yes. I think the uh, the the Hydrosynth is a bit of a classic. There's a sort of there's a there's a, a series mm -hmm. of the, these sort of mid priced Well, the Andromeda is not mid priced yeah. at all. But then, well, no. I suppose the Peak, Peak the Peak rather than the Summit would have been uh, was a bit more affordable, yeah. wasn't it? Because it wasn't dual. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Nice. Sound synths that have a certain character because it's it's I think it's getting harder and harder because everybody's using the same the same thirty three forty chips and the same you know <laughs> uh, IC topography. It's quite hard to make things sound different, and I think that's where DSP does have quite an, uh, a, a a positive. Oh, anyway, sure. I suppose there are topics, aren't there? But yeah, great, great. Uh, <laughs> Great hijack there, Paulie. And actually, you know, I think that's no a worries. good one. I'm sure the, the chat room will probably have their own um, uh, um, synths as well. Let's have a look. Sleeper synths. Oh, the sledge. You can use a sledge to control the blowfield, says uh, Wagyu. Let me have a look. I can, I Wild. can bring that up. Yeah, I, I think the sledge, is, the sledge is actually a really good controller because it's there's so much real estate on it. Yeah, and it's got three oscillators and a whole bunch of stuff. It's actually quite a yes. good... Um, it's quite a good controller synth, actually. And I think, what's the other? I used, there's one I used to use for that as well. I think I had a, a KS4 or a K station. I can't remember which. That had quite a lot of knobs on it. And, and I used to use that for controls. But uh, anyway, I digress. Um, let's get on to a bit of topicry, shall we? Um, maybe we'll start with, as we've just talked about sleeper synths, maybe we'll, uh, gosh, it's, it, it's, it's hard to know. Let, maybe we'll go to... Uh, Let's go to, uh, let me have a look here. Um, granularize the Volca sample. Speaking of Yay! sleeper synths, because I always thought the Volca sample was a particularly fine. So let's see. I'm hoping that I got the buttons right this week. I would just like to point out last week what happens. I didn't order the videos in the right direction. So every time I press a button, it sort of mapped to the wrong video. So I'm, I'm actually feeling quite nervous. This is going to work. Let's see. Ah. There it goes. This is um, a kind of software control that allows you to automate parameters, I guess, over CSX or controller data that brings the Volker sample into a more uh, granular state. And here it is. And it's a little, I think it's a Max for Live thing. I think the Volker sample is a bit of a classic, actually. I know it's a bit of a toy, but it, it sounds really good. The transients just sound great out of it from what I can remember. I mean, it's not the biggest fun, but I mean, me and Gaz looked at it and one of the first things that, that to do with yeah. that is to put a, um, a RetroKit RK00, I forget the kit, RK4, which was like one of those leads, which has got a little tiny yes. uh, circuit inside the MIDI cable and that maps and allows you to play it multi-timbrally and play all, because it's quite, it's quite fiddly to play over MIDI as it comes. I don't know if they fix that. This looks kind of nice. I mean, I'm guessing, um, uh, Paulie, you're... You, so, you've got a Volker sample, right? I've got one right here. One thing that you'll find interesting is that... I don't know if I can bring it in shot enough, actually. I love it anyway. So, um, a guy called Pageant 
develop some firmware which makes that RK cable kind of obsolete um, in that you can play up to four voice polyphony um, just via oh. a normal MIDI cable. So I've got it oh, set yeah. up. It should be coming through. Yeah, I can hear that. So the great thing about it is that it'll work round robin. So essentially, if you put four different samples of four different octaves on the different, you know, um, samples one to four, it'll round robin through them when you play polyphonically. So you get a kind of. So I'm just going to pick a different sample for this one. And this is, is this firmware? It's a firmware it's just hack. Firmware, is it? yeah. You oh, just nice. Get it for free. I'll get something more tuneful. I but you can hear right, there, the go. transients on those. Yeah. So if I play polyphonically. Okay. And I just came up with a really wild sequence there just by playing some, you know, fifths. Um, just some chords uh, that yeah. I wouldn't have come up with normally. You can also run the sequences and gate the samples whilst the MIDI notes just do the notes. So the MIDI notes essentially just act like CV and pitch your samples and then the actual, the, the sequencer lanes already in the Volker sample can do the um, <laughs> sequences and they can be polyrhythmic. Oh, so. It's wild. So the one thing about this Max for Live device, it's incredible, actually. I'm going to definitely be looking into it. But the article said that using custom firmware might break your Volker sample or, you know, make it not function. And I'm slightly skeptical about that because I'm, you know, mildly technical um, with, with yeah. things like that. And I updated mine okay. So... Um, but yeah, I'm going to try this Max for Live device too, because it gives, you know, anything granular I love. Uh, I make my own granular wavetables for the N-Sonics and, uh, and yeah. Nice. Anything that gives you a little bit of um, um, unpredictability so that you can maybe do a little bed to, to play another instrument over or something like that. Um, I really it's, like. I, ju I just wish there was a way to rip. I wish there was a way to really speedily load in samples in and out because, as I said, sure. when we looked at it here, there's something about the D2As that's it's got a real yes. sonic it's, character and they sound really, I, th I think they sound really good. For, I think for it's it 32 kilohertz. I think it's not 44.1. Uh, I think it's 32 kilohertz. So I think that's what it what it is. But yeah, um, I, I quite like the... Um, loading the samples in via uh, audio because it reminds me of like a, a zx spectrum loading a game or something <laughs> but i think in volker sample 2 i think that's got maybe usb uploading of samples oh, i'm not sure but that. there was a version 2 i remember I something my about set, usb remember. yeah nice yeah but i know they're fantastic yeah, yeah, have you, and cheap uh, yeah they they are. Have you heard the Have you heard the Volker uh, sample in your studio on your speakers by any chance? Because they not in they real really, life. They... No. No. It's... No, but I mean, this uh, <clears throat> Max for Live um, software is is very impressive because it seems to me that what it does is it sends like tons of parameters in real time yeah. via MIDI 
in order to change the start point and the loop point and, and things like that, which is what makes it yeah. sound granular. It's basically just re-triggering and, uh, and kind of replaying the samples uh, or the changing the start position and the loop position. And uh, the fact that it can do it over MIDI so quickly, almost in like audio frequency, um, and still not get like MIDI overflow and things like that. I mean, it says a lot about um, not Ableton because, because Ableton can easily do that. Uh, but about the Volca sample sampler itself, the the, the kind of MIDI um, hardware uh, yeah. that is implemented, and the, the clock speed and all that in in which everything is running. So that's quite impressive for a you know not so expensive piece of gear. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I think it's well worth checking. I mean, of all the Volcas. I think it's pro and I don't I mean we've got we no I haven't got a Volker FM here anymore because I think it went back uh, quite recently we always get the stuff with with Korg where they send stuff for review and then like literally 18 months to two years later they say oh yeah we need to get that back which is fine obviously as it should be but sometimes I have str troubles finding the packaging <laughs> and all the accessories but I should have got a Volker sample in fact what I did is because when I was, I was thinking about it when I was buying uh, setting up for my live event and I ended up using a uh, Novation circuit instead because it gave me a little bit more flexibility it was obviously more expensive but uh, yes those drums the drums on the Volker sample they do sound really good and this it's all it's, really it's got it's almost got that Akai thing hasn't it it's got that sort of like you say maybe I think that that's what they were going for in terms of the, yeah. the look and the color and the design yeah yeah uh, yeah there's not there's you know nothing uh, nothing like those those good old archives. And speaking about loading samples in, in through audio, I remember the I have on the on both the S three thousand and the S two thousand, and actually the S one thousand as well. And the MIDI the SPDIF option, so you could load uh, samples oh, yeah. through that. Yeah, um, and it works every time for you, does it? <laughs> I don't most know. most of the times, but uh, <laughs> so so it actually records <laughs> the sample into memory. So it has like if you listen to the to the that yeah uh, recording, a header, a header then you stuff, hear a little yeah. bit of <laughs> which is the you know the address where the, where the the memory location, the, the sample name, the the key map information, all that, and then it actually plays the audio. And then there's a little gap and it does this, you know, so when you hear like, I don't know, a piano or something, you hear like, you know, and it yeah. goes chromatically across. And obviously, since it's very, you know, the memory is very uh, limited, uh, it's all very short samples and stuff. So yeah, that was a really good... Uh, you know, before hard drives were um, yeah. affordable and things like that, yeah. I used to have all my collection on 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 on, on that. I had the little yeah, Iowa. Me I too. think I still have it, like a kind of a Walkman yeah. that, and I used to use that for storing samples. Well, us too, I had the same thing because we used to we S one thousand. It was an AES EBU card, and you would plug it into the DAT. And I remember because we used to use it for backing up. You know, so we'd be working on remixes, and you at the end of the session, you just got to squirt it all out, and you have to do it twice. Or I found I had to do it twice because it doesn't always come back. Uh, sometimes yeah. you get errors, and I don't know whether that was maybe my, we had a, a we had a Panasonic. Um, 
can't remember the white Panasonic. Three, which was three, the one that was six, um, thirty-six yeah, hundred. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I haven't actually. I, I've got loads of DAT tapes. I've got one of the Sony TCD seven DATs, and I just don't think it works anymore. I'd really like to have that. I have got no working DAT, and I've got boxes and boxes of the things. I should probably <laughs> look into that. Shall we? Um, but it's shall we play um, Volker sample potluck? Basically, okay. I've taken four random samples of just on the four channels. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Okay, interesting. That was interesting. I think so. You can do was, stuff think, like that. You know, round robin. Yeah, that's neat. You'll have to give us the link for that because I think I'm sure everybody's going to be ganging to find out what what where that where to get that from. So uh, do send it up. Sure. And we'll, uh, we'll stick it in the chat if you can. Um, okay. Uh, what should we get on to next? Uh, there's there's uh, let's maybe look at the uh, what you you pick one, Yoad, because I think you were saying that you've been playing with the uh, Shaper Box. I know um, perhaps I didn't post this in the topics, so that might not work for you, Paulie, but. Hello, this is anyway. Gerald Cable, guys, and I'm excited to introduce you to ShaperBox 3, the ultimate plugin for modern mixes and infinite inspiration. In this video, I'll walk you through ShaperBox 3's new features, including audio triggering for exciting new rhythmic possibilities, a brand new shaper effect for rhythmic flanging and phasing, a new browser for finding your inspiration fast, our easiest ever wave editing, and loads more. Yeah, this looked kind of interesting, and I, was, I, I'm, I suppose part of me, I, I started to look at it. I thought this is rather like um, uh, um, Transit, <laughs> but but you know, a, a, a bit deeper perhaps, or a bit a, a, with a bit less of the kind of single knob macro kind of transition feature. But the same thing, collection of uh, features and functions all inside a, a single plugin that allow you to do a lot of things. And you were saying that you've been playing around with it. Uh, this cable guys, I think it's uh, not though, with not in three. So three, I only watch the videos of. I have two. Um, ah, okay. And and I'm not sure what the differences are, but I come, I you know, I, I used it in a session, and then I and then uh, it's I use it quite often. Um, the two is quite comprehensive as well, but I think that there are some features on the three which I need to to get the the update for, um, which are really really impressive. So it seems like you know I'm a I'm a how shall I say it. Uh, UI kind of freak uh, in terms of uh, things that you can do on the screen with your mouse, with um, with uh, key commands and, and shortcuts and, and things like that. And what I was really impressed with is the, the way that everything you can possibly think of is, is there. They, they actually thought of it and implemented it. So if you have a waveform, you can... Um, you can shape it a little bit like uh, the Cubase automation, but much, much more advanced. Sure. So you can shape it in any way you want. So if imagine if you have a, whatever a sine wave, so you can make it with one click with shifts and and uh, and momentary kind of um, commands. You can tilt it in every way possible. So you can make it go like that. You can make it tilt it this way, this way, this way. It, it's really kind of three-dimensional um, approach to to envelope, uh, apart from the, the free draw and the smoothing and the, the pre kind of um, the preset uh, shapes that you can load. And mm. 
really, really the most comprehensive uh, interface I've uh, come across for for this type of, of things. Uh, and obviously it applies to, to the amplitude filter pan, uh, distortion. Uh, I, I think you buy, I have the, the bundle one, but I think that you buy these modules, uh, which is also a very cool concept. So you, you, you have the kind of host plugin and then you can add on the different uh, components mm. uh, or get it as a bundle, which is what I did. So, um, yeah, I was very, I th very... I think, shape, yeah, I, I think Shaperbox wow. comes with a whole bunch of... The three, I think, comes with... Uh, Nine power, they say nine powerful cable guys shaper effects as well. Yeah, time drive. Oh, you had it on the screen there. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very colorful. Yeah. Time drive, noise, filter, liquid, crush. So there are more you can add to as well. Is that the idea? So I think that that's, that's all of them. I think that you can buy, I'm not sure about the, the business model of it, but I know that you can buy the, the different modules separately or buy the whole thing. Mm. The filter sounds great. The whole thing is just so useful. You, you throw it on a track and instantly you have very interesting... Um, I used to use Stutter Edit by Isotope, yes. Stutter Edit 2, but it stopped working. Uh, it's, not, it's not supported anymore. Uh, it's a kind of a different thing and much, much more complicated to program uh, and the the shaper box is really easy and and the thing is that which is also unique is that you have uh, uh, a three a three band uh, crossover right so, so, uh, yeah. so you can apply everything on which is very wow. very useful like you apply the crush just on the on the mids and uh, whatever the the filter yes. on the high you know so very quickly plus it has tons of presets uh, as a, as like starting point so yeah very, I'm, nice work. at the moment i'm liking this one a lot excellent i don't really i don't have anything because I'm, I'm i'm not in the box so much now so i'm not using so much of that i don't know if that's something that appeals to you paulie um i was gonna say i'm a ui freak is quite a good show title um yeah if we don't have be, any more it? maybe i'll <laughs> I'll write that down. If we don't, if we don't have any more um, contenders, as we go on, yeah, this looks great actually. I really like anything with drawable envelopes. You know, just to really set those, uh, set that automation, and it looks like there's lots of preset shapes, um, which is very useful. So yeah, I can imagine you just chuck in a pad in there and uh, and go into town. I imagine yeah, I think if you a... combined like the noise and the hmm, the noise, maybe a bit of the drive, maybe a bit of the time, you could get some kind of a VHS kind of artifact. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing that I saw, one well. thing I saw that looked really good was Distressed the way that you audio. could apply you could apply really sort of br brutal distortion just to the transients of a sound using the audio trigger so you can really squish Amazing. just the transient but keep the rest and wow. quite, so some quite yeah. interesting quite interesting um, moves there that could be quite interesting on, sure. on some drums i'd imagine without completely yeah. destroying them anyway I, it, anyway what i was going to say it's available now uh i think i put the link in the show notes 
So it's currently on offer for two nine nine again for for ninety nine sorry dollars as against to two nine nine. So it seems like quite a steal. So good spot. But I don't think you realise that three was out. To mention they have a kind of upgrade options, which is probably what yeah, I'm okay. going to go for uh, from two okay. or from other ones. So highly recommended. Okay, gotcha. Okay, uh, let's see. What have we got next? Uh, I was going to go for... Uh, oh, let's have... Uh, yeah, I, 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 this one's been hanging around for a bit, and I just really like the sound of it, and I think this is more of a... Well, well, we'll see what it's more of. This is by JC Plays Keys. Uh, it synthesizes Reddit, so you should see the link there. And they just sort of said, I, I need to play this and document it because... I'll have to break it down and use it for something else at some point. And I thought we would just enjoy the sound of the Matriarch, which is a great sounding instrument, I have to say. I don't think there's anything external going on here. Obviously some sync and cross-modulation by the sound of it. Uh, but really, this kind of generated a whole uh, thought of, you know, we've all been there. I mean, I know it's easy just yeah. to sort of say, well, you just track it and then you're done and then it's all in the project and everything. I mean, that's what you, that's what the sensible do. That's probably what Yoad does, finds an sound, but also, I'm not sure he's living in modular world, but if he was, maybe that's, would you, is that where you just track it and then you'd have to break it down? Or that's do you leave exactly... it up for as long as possible? That's why I don't use modular because I just something about in my mind doesn't sit with this concept because um, basically you need the whole configuration for each preset. That's so if I have all this stuff, I know it's not a lot, but uh, but if I get a nice patch, then I then. I want to have it. Then, if I want to to have more modular stuff, I will need to get another another whatever the whole thing again, <laughs> and and keep you know. So for 128 presets in a bank, you'll need a, a room and uh, <laughs> and you know. So that, it, it just doesn't doesn't compute with uh, with my way of because um, I'm very methodic, and before I even start anything or or programming a patch or doing anything or installing a plugin, I think like a million times before I buy a plugin because I, I look at the company and I, and I think, well, will it work in five years? Will it uh, be supported on the new whatever Mac OS uh, in, in, in ah, two years okay. on the M5? You, you know what I mean? Because I need to, to be able to record some, some labels uh, ask me for for old projects and stuff and i although i have the stamps i i just need to to know that i can load everything and it works i have old computers i have a g4 computer with pro tools 5.3 which i think was the latest and i have um uh an old Intel? PC with, uh, right. you know, so I know that in theory I can fire them up with old hard drives yeah. and, and I can load projects from, from 20 years ago. Um, so, so before I even start making music, I, I make sure that, that what I, what I work with is something that is kind of, right. that will, yeah. Yeah, will comply with my sort of 
professional. I, I know it, 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 it's maybe kind of limited, limiting in a creative perspective, from a creative perspective or something like that. But in my mind, it isn't because it, it's liberating knowing that, that I work with something and I know how to recreate the sound and I know that I can store it and I know that, you know, with the old synths, um, if I do anything, obviously not with the Minimoog and SH-101 because that's, uh, okay, you, you record it and that's it. But at least you don't have to, you know, if you have to recall it, you listen to the sound and you re recreate something very similar. Uh, but with other stuff like, um, I don't know, the Matrix or the, the Super Jupiter and stuff like that, then whenever I use a patch which I tweaked or something like that, I dump it into the session as MIDI, as CSEX, and I yeah. save it with the session. So it's all recallable, and this is, like, extremely important for me. So And that's why the, the whole concept of modular doesn't sit with me very well. And... Gladly, because it saved me thousands of, you know, because I'm the type of person who <laughs> buys everything you go and, deep. and stuff. So, yeah, I have an entry-level um, machine, which I like. I think it probably has a, some sort of patch on it with a nice kind of beefy oscillator with pulse width or something like that. And, yeah, if I, if I turn it on, it will play this patch, and I'm happy with it. And, yeah, I don't use it much. Right. Well, that's fair enough. Actually, I, that, I, I, that, that triggered a memory for me. I mean, I remember uh, a lot of the Roland synths. I remember the D110 because I used to do massively complicated setups on that when I was doing with an Atari. <laughs> and if you press the edit button, depending on what mode you were in, it would either dump the parameters for the particular selected part or it would dump the entire patch as a little sysx burst. And I would record all of those at the end of the song as a little kind of patch yeah, dump of everything. I, I just remember that. I remember remember that vi uh, uh, vividly. Uh, a su uh, super chat from uh, Echo Craft. Thank you very much. Uh, I agree with you. <laughs> I sold all of my modular stuff. And I suppose, as you know, <laughs> it really depends on where you're going. Um, I don't know, uh, Paulie. Yes. You've got a lot of preset machines and you've got some modular stuff, but you know, you're working I on do. soundtrack work. Would that, pr would, would the, the, the fact that it doesn't have presets, would that sort of prejudice whether or not you might reach for it, given that you might be working on a queue because you know the edit might change and you might have to somehow go through sure. all that again and not get the moment back? Um, I have a few different modes of working, I think. So the important thing is, um, if I'm working for something probably for the soundtrack, I'm going to use more preset instruments, more um, automation, uh, maybe a few soft synths in with it, you know, to kind of uh, add a few more elements to whatever hardware I'm using. And yeah, I will go along something that's recallable mostly. I will right. say though that because I'm used to having a, a really underpowered computer, when I got a, a much more powerful computer, I was still in my old way of working. So actually, I render everything down to audio very early on, you know, like a soft synth track or something right, else. Yeah. And then I will do a bit of sample mangling on it, like maybe putting it down an octave or something like that. And that's kind of how I work. I work with mangling samples more than 
more than the patches themselves. So if I were to extend something, a cue, I'd probably just, you know, cut a bit of audio and do some kind of, you know, mangling on it in so, order to, so to I'm extend it that I'm curious way. because I know, I know when you're, when, you know, because there's the thing, okay, right, so you've got your MIDI track, say it's a MIDI track for your external instrument, yeah. which you keep because yeah. you might need to go back to it. You save the patch in sure. the synth, but then, that, so that's, yes. uh, and then you, re you audio it, that's two tracks you're using. Then you've got another track that you might use to process those things. So if you need to, yeah. so how many, you know, for instance, you know, if you've got like a pad, You've just recorded the pad, you've got the yeah. MIDI, you've got the thing, the audio. And then how many other tracks do you have to then save in versions of your the session that you could then go back to it? Do you see what I mean? You end up in this kind of... I know what you, you end mean. You up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, just like, you know, version one, version two, version three. Yeah. Version four. Um, when I'm generally happy with something, but I know that I'm going to tinker with it if I let myself... I um I say version five f off, and that's why I save the file as to say do not come back to this file and tinker with it. It, it sounds really nice, but yeah. Um, right, okay. So if we're talking about the modes, my musical modes, I'm in. So there's there's getting stuff done mode, which is recording things. There's presets, you know, recording all of those things. But thankfully. I've still got a bit of time for what I call mindful music, mindful kind of music reflection. So that could be taking an old synth, plonk it, plonking it on the bed and making it a, a few patches, you know, for yeah. an hour or something. But it could also right. be messing about with my modular. Sort of structure free. Um, so you could just follow your structure follow your nose, free as it were. Yeah. to kind of record. Um, to record beds and weird sounds for later use and multi-samples for later use. So that's where I use the modular. Not so much um, in, in creating the soundtrack work, but either when I just want to mess around, be inspired, try a few things. Um, but also, it's quite heavily integrated with my Amiga, so I will use my Amiga and my modular together. Um, right. which means I can run samples through filters and I can save uh, those right. samples, but you do have the extra jeopardy of using a 30 year old computer, don't you then? Well, I suppose you would. Yeah, that's, that's actually, I, I was at a car boot sale on Sunday um, and I saw, I saw, oh, sorry. I do beg your pardon. You carry, carry on. No worries. So it's, it's different gear for different thinking modes, essentially. Yeah. And I'll use modular when I want to kind of be inspired and 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 do something weird and feel like a mad scientist because it's it's yeah. a great feeling. <laughs> Absolutely, I was just there's a couple of things. I, I was at car boot sale on Sunday and there was a ZX Spectrum and a ZX Spectrum Two Plus, which was a key, the wow. keyboard. And, and I nearly, I nearly, it was about forty or fifty quid for the Two Plus, and I just thought, I don't know if it works. I'm not sure if I could risk it at a car boot sure. sale. But I, I probably should have gone for it, uh, but I didn't. Anyway, I don't know what what else Classic. to say about that. But uh, yeah, well, anyway, um, you, if you're interested though, um, the Matriarch, you, they are still available, and I, I remember reviewing it, and I thought, I, I, I thought it was a lovely instrument actually. It's still available about eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred UK pounds. Don't know what they are in dollars. So get them while you can, because I was, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the Moog uh, being sort of ingested by. Uh, uh, I can't remember in music, isn't it? I think uh, so. Yeah, we'll see. But what you can always find them on eBay. 
That's true. Or yeah, reverb. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but okay. probably how uh, different does it sound from the 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 the, the wave? Uh, what's it called? The, the orange one, and and all the those XT. and the Q. Yeah, the XT. The you yeah. mean the blow the blowfield the blowfield versus yeah. the XT because it's also wavetable and I presume similar yeah. filters and stuff. Yeah, es essentially they've taken apparently the waveforms from the queue and the filters from the queue and added some wavetables to it um but apparently it doesn't sound quite as raucous as the xt there's a slight more kind of slightly band limited sheen on it but you can mm -hmm. still get you know pretty pretty gritty sounding because there's a apparently a brilliance control on the oscillators so you can bring in some aliasing and uh, so it's like but, a form of shift or something probably yeah that they yeah that they but i was yeah like a field yeah okay yeah. interesting i was put off yeah. it for years because um the encoders apparently go bad so but now yeah. i've yeah, but now i've met an, an uncle who can yeah 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 an uncle who can and i've got an uncle yeah, who okay. can fix synths now so so oh, that's okay. fine <laughs> but also i guess it's news because it also came out so it's kind of quite a big release for, for the and this is I, i've got a video so i suppose i should play that as well really because uh i think i've got it up here let me just find that i think it's this one here so yeah this is some great demos of all the uh the anthology um showing the MPE control, this is with the Osmos. And they've obviously baked that in, which I think is encouraging. Hopefully we have an Osmos coming soon, so I'll be able to maybe try some of this stuff. And they, I think they've got basically every MPE device they can find. This must be a push three, probably. But obviously some derivative of the, I guess, must be sort of the Falcon underneath there somewhere, which is the sort of the yeah. big software kind of uh, stuff that they've got going on and they've just skinned it and turned it into an instrument. Much the same way that Native Instruments had done in the past, similar sort of concept. This looks really interesting and there's some great sounds in there. I mean, I, I don't know how, yeah. I, I should have looked how many gigs it is. It's probably quite a large download, but again... Yeah, I think it's this 12... Is down, uh, it's 12... Uh... Ah, no, I'm confusing it with something else. No, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it's 12, actually. Okay, yeah. Or something. No, but it should be a lot more, actually, for 200 cents. Yeah. Multi-sample. No, it must be a lot more. But um, I, I really like this concept, and uh, I think it's something, um, you know, with all the respect and love I have for hardware synths, it's so much easier mm. to to have it as a plug-in and I did an expansion, uh, a, a library for sample phonics, uh, Nevo analog machines, where I sampled the uh, 14, I think, analog synths, all the classic ones. Ah, this is 20 gigs, so it's not it's not that much. Um, so so I did something like that, not 200, but uh, just 14. I, actually, it's 200 patches. I think it's not 200 synths. Yeah, I don't think it can't be. Yeah, be a good job. You're going some to find 200 synths to sample in that direction. I mean, I'm sure it could be done, but it'd yeah, be a hell of a yeah. challenge, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the 200 drum machines uh, libraries that uh, sample libraries that I bought. I think more than once from different vendors. Really useful. <laughs> 
again it's like uh, you know if you if you want the sound of rx11 and and stuff like that you you just have it um yeah but i'm i'm impressed with that uh with that product i think it's uh, i think it's uh, it's cool i like the way that they have um the dual kind of engine so you can and and very easily lfo between between the two sides between the two cents you know so uh yeah, nice idea. That's the kind of product. 18, 89 uh, euros. Like. 18, well, even 149 that, euros is a, a crazy a bargain, price, but 89 is, yeah. is bonkers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sort of, t I've probably, I mean, they do advertise. Maybe I can ask them for a key and have a look of flips and patches. I think that'd be good. If we get the Osmos, maybe I will. Once I get some time, it'd be fantastic. What do you think? I mean, are you a fan of these kind of, you know, anthology type things? I mean, I know, because Autoria do, you know, sure. similar sort of things with their, with their uh, synth collections, and there's some great there's some great hardware integrations here. I mean, obviously, UVI don't have the hardware direct integration, but adding all of this MPE as native seems like a really smart move. No, most definitely. Um, I don't think, personally, I'm probably the market for this because um, of all of the hardware I've got and I'm, like, making weird patches on them. But I think that, it's incredible for someone who wants a lot of variety. Um, kind of, you know, comparable to something like Omnisphere, I guess. Because you've got so much variety amongst the the synths. Um, and I really think that if you are, you know, composing for soundtrack work, it probably would be a total winner. And at that price... Um, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, I actually got in touch with UVI as well because they did a, a Kawai um, library. Yes. And I, I said, remember, oh, I've, yeah. I've got a couple of Kawais. I can, I can send some samples over if you want because I've got some of them that they haven't uh, sampled yet. Um, so I think it could be a kind of thing I'd like to get into. Um, Maybe making it is your... More your... Like, Making stuff like this could be my thing, you know, um, sampling some Ensonics and, and weird things like that. I just wanted to say, you know, with um, drum sample packs, I saw this amazing uh, meme a few days ago. And it was, uh, you know, the Las, Las Vegas uh, slot machines. Um, right. It was essentially people finding the perfect snare. So they... Sorry. So they're on the slot machines, but someone's put put snares on oh, that's it good. That's to make great. it look like that's all the me. people on the slot machines are just trying to find a snare for their project. Just auditioning yeah. snares. Just auditioning <laughs> snares. And I, my reaction was like, actually, some of these are good. I'm going to download this and, and get a free snare sample pack. So thanks whoever posted that meme the other I day. I don't think you can use it if it, if it came off uh, Instagram or anything like that. Maybe not. Maybe well, maybe the uh, yeah. the um, algorithm won't recognise the snare. But yeah, <laughs> I wonder maybe not I now. Know. But in ten years, it will. After your song becomes years. a hit, and then what do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, I, I, I've just got this uh, visual image of, uh, I, I've been to your studio, I know it's not true, but I like the idea of it possibly, Ed. You've actually got a back room which has got three or four workstations and people are just sitting there doing that, <laughs> auditioning snares, and go, boss, I've got one here, you want to try this one? And just sort of fil <laughs> pre-filtering them for you. <laughs> I love it. I know it's not true, but let me... Uh, you know uh, you've uh, made it when you've yeah. got snare monkeys. <laughs> My snare monkeys. That's another great. Yeah, I think that that could be a title. You know, you've made it when you got snare. I'm going to write that down quickly because I'll forget it. Uh, you know, you made it when you got snare monkeys. You know, you've made it when you've got snare monkeys. Uh, oh, I can't. It's really hard to type with this because what happens yeah. is, is the edge of this keeps hitting the return key, and I end up with just ah uh, when you've got snare monkeys, snare, snare. Yeah, well, monkeys. I, I think I'll know what I mean when I come back to that. It's a very poorly spelt. I don't feel proud of myself at all. Though. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was... I'm, I'm, this just seems like a really... Like you say, uh, uh, who was it who said it? I think we've got a... Was this? I like the fact you can buy it as not a subscription. I think that is a very valid point. They haven't gone down that route. Yes. Although, uh, which is... I, I don't know how long that's actually going to, um, uh, going to last on. What was the other thing that somebody said? Ah, uh, it's gone. It's gone now. But uh, yes, not so much of a. There's, it's not so much of a CPU hit either, because obviously they they can strip out some of the stuff that the Falcon engine doesn't need to be doing for these patches, and it gets you know a very a fixed UI uh, instrument as well. I, I'm I'm definitely going to check this out and see if, how it goes. It's just a question of disk space. I always feel like giving 20 gigs away to just try out a sample library feels feels a bit decadent. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's sure. just me. I. I you're talking to someone who grew up with floppy disks and very small and expensive hard drives, and I still—it's like you, Paulie. You can't bring yourself to—you have to render it because that's just how you were, how you were raised, as it were. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, nice one. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Um, I wonder if we might do a few questions. We haven't done any for ages. Uh, before I do that, I just want to remind everybody uh, that our live stream is happening uh, on Friday. If you check it out, it'll show up on the upcoming streams on our YouTube channel. Uh, um, I think if I... Let me see. I might be able to do it. What happens if I do this? Let me just check. I might be able to just post it in there. Uh, what's it there? I don't think it's there, but it'll probably be there if I do that. That'll probably throw it up. Yeah, there you go. Do check that out. Uh, please do come along. We put a lot of work into this. It's going to be a lot of fun. But let's get on to a couple of questions because I know we do have a, f uh, uh, um, a few here. So uh, this one's probably for you, uh, and it may be a bit over the top, uh, a bit niche, but uh, this is from Danker Place. Because, uh, any thoughts on the new Atmos tech with TCL Dolby Atmos Flex Connect? I'm not sure I'm fully aware of this, but I'm imagining that you may well be uh, abreast of the situation. I, no, this this catches me a little bit uh, off guard. Ah. So I need to, to look to look into it. Fair enough. There's so much stuff, well, new I, stuff coming out all the time that it's sometimes hard to to follow while you're actually mixing in Dolby as as yes. the main. You know, you know, okay. like a lot. Fair enough. So uh, my, my time on the on the on the net exploring new things is uh, is sometimes limited. Okay. All right. Well, but let's try another one then. 
Let's try another. This one's from Nick Howes uh, in the UK via uh, Twitch. Uh, this was actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh, anyone else that knows? Because Reading, I think, was maybe last weekend. Uh, everyone, uh, that uh, almost everyone at Reading Festival had the same live rig. Moog, Nord, Roland. Is the live keyboard marketed, market dominated by these three? I suppose, to a degree, yes. Uh, yes. I mean, and it's also down to the... The backline hire, because I imagine with you doing festivals, there's probably a big backline, you know, uh, uh, um, shipping container with a bunch of stuff that, you know, you yeah. Nord Stage. Then I know Rich uses a Roland RD. I forget which model it is exactly, maybe 300, probably further up now. And he could just show up with his USB stick and play. And then I guess you've got motifs, you've got, you know, and, and you know, people would have maybe a subsequent 37 or sub 37. Those are the sort of things that people have. And I sure. suppose... That's true to a degree. I didn't watch any of the uh, the, the Reading footage, but you see it, you know, the, that's one of the reasons that Nord, I think, did so well, because it's like, oh, that keyboard, yeah. they're using that, and it's just that, that colour branding is so insanely powerful, and so they make it into the yeah. the, the higher rigs. I suppose that's the, that's probably the, the simple fact. Um, I mean, it's the, the colour, but I think it's also the kind of... They're set up like a sort of 70s multi-keyboard, in terms mm. of UI, you know, like the Yamaha SKs where you have a string section, a brass section, a piano section yeah. um, with a simple UI. So I think they're great for a live. Well, I mean, they with the Lord Nord, sorry, Lord with the Nord sample library, um, you've obviously got a lot of varied um, like things like Mellotons, pianos, all sorts that you need bread and butter sounds. And I think that, um, yeah, when when you're there, if you're a keyboard player in a band, you want to just be able to tweak something um, on stage as quickly as possible. You don't want to be burying your head in menus and things like that. So I think that accessibility, along with the sample library, along with the colour of the instrument has really... Um, meant that the you know they've excelled um in that market oh, yeah. um, um and it's nice that 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 you were seeing some like moog 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 synths um as well because um there was kind of a less analog um a little while back i remember mark doty went on a shout out to mark when um, on a cruise, it was like a prog cruise with loads of bands oh, yeah. like Yes and things like that. And they weren't using any analogue. They were just using all kind of digital stuff. So yeah. it's nice to see bands when they do trust, uh, trust an analogue synth on stage. Not that today's analogues are the same as your your grandfather's analogue that would fall out of tune if, the, uh, if it went up yeah, a, a degree. True under the hot stage lights yeah. that they used to have but um, no, that's true yeah i think um i think that these guys have the market wrapped up and they probably will for for some time and there's you know there's a sexiness to moog as well isn't there that that laymen understand that's my thoughts anyway. i suppose it's I've a rambled on. Uh, that, well, as a uh, technomatic <laughs> pointed out in the chat room yeah uh, it's also down to artistic endorsement and i know that uh, well yamaha roll well i know yamaha and nord are pretty hot on that stuff and they push those kind of things so i guess if they know you're doing a festival tour good show. it's interesting though because i mean yeah you must be getting multi-tracks which are obviously not all of these basic keyboards but as it comes down to it these people then have to somehow figure out how to make 
that work live with perhaps not taking the kind of uh, the vintage stuff on tour and i suppose some of these synths also enable you to 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 program them to no. enable to pull some of that as well to a degree mm -hmm. yeah but i i think that in terms in in terms of the the few brands you know if you compare it to to guitarists then you have your fenders and you have your gibsons and maybe prs and 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 that's what you see on stage everywhere you you don't see much much else maybe some some kind of reissue gretch or or epiphones or, or something um, but uh it's mainly dominated by those two two brands so and th there aren't too many um big professional keyboard expensive you know keyboards uh, manufacturers there's a handful and this is what people use and i think that um, people tend not to use um, laptops with controllers for some reason uh, maybe having a dedicated hardware synth is more reliable even though t today you know there's so many gigs performed with uh, with Ableton and things like that and everyone's happy and nothing goes wrong and it's all good. So if I was a performing keyboardist, I don't know what I would choose because I think that the flexibility of having a, a, a laptop running any plug-in, contact, whatever, samples from, like you yeah, said, from, from the album, from the record, and and whatever you want uh, including granular including processing the the mic or the the guitars playing live and and all those possibilities that you can do with the uh, with plugins uh for live performance all these loopers all this um shaper box and and all those possibilities at the same time there's something about having you know you you see all these big keyboardists play oh they play no they play yamaha okay i'll get that because you can't go yeah. wrong and you want it reliable you want to turn it on and you know it it's gonna work hopefully even though inside those big you know the the yamaha these workstations and the rolands it's a pc inside in the same way as yes. the the akai s thousand is a pc if you open it it, it looks just like a PC, pc from from the the 90s so um I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a live keyboard player. No. Um, I, I don't know how I would. Uh, when I used to to perform, even with uh, it in even in relatively the old days, I used to risk it and play kind of alpha versions of of gtr uh, the the guitar process processors that we developed at waves and and on on like nuendo 2 or something like that mm. and and hoping like having to keep the the lid of the laptop open because i i i don't know what would happen if i let it sleep and then <laughs> turn it on again will it ever come back are... alive so, uh, <laughs> i used to yeah. i used to risk it um, right. but, um, yeah, but I, yeah. I, I've, I've got a theory as well. I've got a theory. I suspect that many of these people were probably using Mainstage uh, or similar, but mostly main, Mainstage is a very, yeah. I mean, you know, Golf Rap use it a lot. And if you're talking about, okay, I need a stage piano and, I, and I'll bring my own controller, or if you've got a Nord, 
um, whatever it may be, I can use that as my controller for the main stage thing. I know how I've mm. got it all mapped. So it's entirely possible that they're not playing those instruments sonically. They're just using them as the keyboard triggers to the, the more sort of specific Absolutely. things that are happening. Because, I mean, main stage, when it first came out, was a bit shonky but now it's there it's everywhere and it's just so much easier i mean you turn up with a mac mini basically you know size yeah, of a yeah. puck and do it your uh your speaking of usb connections yours has started to just glitch a little bit you might have to just do a reconnect but i suspect uh, we're probably running to the end of it but thanks for those questions uh and we will be running a live chat for the uh the live stream on friday uh, from about seven o'clock uh do tune in if you've submitted a tune hopefully uh, you'll come and watch but uh, we've got uh, battery operated orchestra oh let me find out i've got i've got uh let me just, uh, I've got them all written down here. Yeah, Battery Operated Orchestra, Finley Shakespeare, both excellent uh, headliners. Uh, Barbers Green, Monojack, Liam82, Jim James Glue, Invisible Acid. Uh, I think that's the lot. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be a great night. So uh, we're really looking forward to Amazing. it. Amazing. But uh, we'll, we'll, well, I guess, are you back on, on to, you, are you doing Sonic stuff or are you still on soundtrack work? What's, what's next for you then, Paulie? You'll probably see me in the next week or so, or week or two, doing some Sonic State videos, which will be nice. Hey. So, so, so if uh, if people just want to skip through to the end of the video and not not hear me talking, then they can <laughs> just hear the demos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so bit of bit of soundtrack work um, as well, and uh, yeah. That's it, basically, for me. Just learning the tricks of the trade as well, because all this camera stuff and video editing, it's quite a, it's quite a journey, you know, and I've got lots well, I of cool tell, people I can... that I can talk to. Yeah, I know that, uh, well, I, I found that being able to edit audio quickly really helped me when I'm editing video, because you edit the narrative to say what it wants, and then you cover up any dodgy edits with with visual sure. trickery so that's that's the way i tend to <laughs> tend to approach it well good luck yeah, with all definitely. of that and uh, we'll see you Thank very you. soon and and also uh yeah nevo uh they're um presumably alt tabbing back into a massive dolby atmos mix um with a with an eager client tapping drumming their fingers somewhere across the world right something like that something like that yeah Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we'll say goodbye this week uh, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, don't forget, uh, yes, look, mum, no computer. Uh, hopefully we'll be a guest next week as well. Thanks very much. See you all next time. Awesome. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye.